With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Radio Presents, the greatest podcast in the world, the architect Samuel Pan, the devil's advocate Shinobi, the lunatic king Maverick, and single-syllable mother, the right side of the pond. And of course, if you're not down with that, we got two words for you! Sup, Lords of Pain, and welcome to the right side of the pond. It is Friday, and it is... Maverick and Mazza here from the right side of the ponds on a, a pretty momentous week, really, uh, as regards uh, British wrestling viewing generally. Um, big announcement this week, because over here, while everyone's been getting excited about uh, All Elite Wrestling, we've been wondering what actually might happen in terms of a TV deal, because, um, you know, nothing had been forthcoming. I'm sure there have been negotiations taking place, but nothing had been announced. But they announced... Uh, on Wednesday that they have, in fact, partnered with ITV for um, the Double or Nothing pay-per-view and pre-show. So for, you know, overseas viewers, um, ITV is the second biggest TV channel on British television. It's a commercial broadcaster, uh, but it's it's, it's free-to-air TV, um, essentially, um, and has been since... It first came about in the 50s. So it's it's a pretty big deal for AEW to have that partnership. Um, so the show itself will be on ITV box office and the pre-show will be on ITV um, 4. Um, and it's at the pretty reasonable price point of 15 quid, which was pretty much what WWE pay-per-views were, WrestleMania and was SummerSlam 30 quid as well? Yeah. Uh, I think the big four were 30 quid, weren't they, in SummerSlam? Were and they? Bloody hell, I, I can't think so. 30 quid for it. I, I think, think maybe if you got it all in the high def. And... I think like I think the big four were more, if I can recall. It's been so long since the network came along, yeah. like, I almost don't remember. But but it was certainly 15 quid for the, you know, I remember paying 15 quid for Extreme Rules, Daniel Bryan, the forklift truck and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, 15 quid's pretty pretty reasonable for a pay-per-view show. Um, I think ITV Box Office is a, a platform which isn't as well-known as, as, as Sky Box Office, for example. But no, I, I didn't even realise it was a thing, to be honest. It's pretty much just been for boxing uh, in the past, as far as I'm aware. Um, so they have had some boxing matches which were, um, which were on uh, ITV Box Office. So... Um, it's a it's a pretty big deal. So I'll just like read the press release here for people that haven't seen it. So uh, ITV, the largest commercial television network in the UK, announced a partnership today with All Elite Wrestling, the new wrestling promotion headlined by members of the elite to broadcast the highly anticipated Double or Nothing event on ITV box office channel. Fans across the UK can look forward to seeing all the drama, action and entertainment live from the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas on the night of Saturday the 25th of May going to Sunday 26th of May. 
Double or Nothing, which sold out in under 30 minutes, featured an electrifying card, packed with stars, including the headline clash between Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. The rest of the world will rock as Cody takes on his brother Dustin Rhodes. The Young Bucks battle the Lucha Brothers of the AAA World Tag Team Championship. Hangman Adam Page clashes with Pac, and Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and Kylie Ray compete in a 3A match. Additionally, for the live pay for you event, begins at 1am GMT, Sunday 26th of May. The hour-long live pre-show special Buy-In will air for free on ITV4 at midnight. Buy-In includes the first ever Casino Battle Royale, which will see 21 competitors, including Jimmy Havoc, Billy Gunn, Billy Gunn, MJF, Michael Nagzawa, Jungle Boy, Glacier, Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela entering the ring in waves of five wrestlers every five, three minutes, followed by one final entrant, Lucky Number 21, all fighting out in the ring until there's one winner who will be a future title shot against the first ever AEW World Champion. Buy-in will also feature a pair of high flyers scoring off one-on-one as the UK's own Kip Sabian will face Sammy Guevara. So then they go on to sort of you know, statements from um, from the ITV Director of Sport and um, so on. Um, so... Uh, I guess the, 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 the first thing to say, really, is that unlike WWE, um, they're giving us something essentially for free to start with in terms of that pre-show, which has a battle royal, which seems pretty fun on it. Um, sort of, I guess, their own sort of version of a, a Royal Rumble. So people entering in waves of five every three minutes. I mean, that sounds like a pretty cool concept. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that the other day, and I thought yeah, that sounds sounds fun. It's sort of like bordering on the rumble, but not straight off ripping it off uh, their own little twist on it, which is is nice. Which is what you want to do, really, isn't it? Uh, not not like go all out and say right, we're going to have six sides on our ring, but you know, here's a concept that works. Let's tweak it a little and let's go. You know, um, yeah, I mean, it's like Sunday Night Heat, isn't it? Really, all over again. Um, yeah, it's it's obviously a good move for them. You know, it's a lot of people wondering how they were going to watch, and I think it was through the last one was through this fight network, which I think is quite expensive and a bit of a pain for us Brits to, to deal with. So you know, to have it right there on your TV, even if you're having to pay for it, it's still right there on your TV, um, which you know it, it's weird the way we consumed wrestling before like 2014, it, it, we, we, we so used to having to do that, you know, watching it on all sorts of, watching wrestling for all sorts of, well, I mean, me in particular through, through my eight years in Mauritius, my word, I, I had all sorts of ways of watching wrestling, but you know, since the birth of the network, it's just been so easy right there, you know, on, on, right in front of you on your PlayStation or on your smart TV or whatever it is. So, you know, I've actually got to the point where I used to watch, well, I used to watch so much wrestling at my computer or my laptop on YouTube or, or whatever. And now, you know, whenever someone says, watch this, I don't even want to on a computer. So, you know, the fact that you can watch it right there on your TV, it is, is a big thing. You know, the, there's definitely a, a hardcore fan base in the UK. Uh, so I think they're going to get a fair amount of people at 15 quid a whack. Um, you know, it's not going to do humongous, like 
numbers like they were probably doing back in the day at, at peak of wrestling over here. But, you know, they're going to make some money off it. You know, people are going to buy it. And I, I think that's that's the important thing, because I think sometimes you worry about these things. They take a punt on it and maybe 100 people end up buying it. And, you know, you, you, you can see the amount of you know, hardcore wrestling fans there are in the UK at the moment, the ones that follow the UK promotions, you know, you look at any crowd at NXT UK, you know, a lot of these uh, guys that travel, you know, across to WrestleMania, it's always for the Brits, isn't it? And, you know, these these are the types of people that are going to, you know, throw 15 quid at it. You know, I don't think I am just yet, but, you know, I'm a big WWE home guy. So, you know, they've not shown me anything yet that's made me want to spend 15 quid on them. I think, I think the, the main thing, I think the main thing I'd say is that they've been very, very clever in how they've gone about this because not only have they got, you know, a pre-show which is airing for free, which might hook people into doing a last-minute right, I'll order this, I'm enjoying it. So anyone that is, you know, for example, like us, massive WWE homers uh, that is watching it as a pre-show might go, you know what, I enjoyed that Battle Royal, I enjoyed those, you know, that pair of high flyers having a match. I'm I'm going to bite the bullet, I'm going to order it right now uh, and then, yeah. you know, sort of stay up for it. So that's, that's very clever to start with anyway. I mean, and that's it as well. The type of people they're appealing to at this point, you know, are people are used to staying up to watch wrestling anyway so you know i don't i don't think certainly at this point the timing of it is going to be an, an issue yeah i mean and i think the other thing is is that it, it's come out today that if you order it, it it unless you've ordered from itv box office before it won't be one of those ones where you can sort of like watch it anytime like you have to watch it live um so like I've seen some like dis, you know, sort of some uh, dissonance on Twitter because of that, with people complaining to Wesby Box of saying saying that's ridiculous and stuff. But it's a Saturday night, so you know you assume that yeah, most people, it's easier than the Sunday. Yeah, yeah, most people aren't going to have work, so I can see lots of you know lots of Brits staying up on a Saturday night to to, to watch a bit of wrestling. Now I definitely am going to watch it. Um, not only because I'm almost a bit nostalgic for the days of pay-per-view, really. Like, oh, my God. So yeah, let's all, as, yeah, the physical thing of ordering a pay-per-view, it kind of feels you like... You can still do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, WWE, if you want to. No need to, though. Um, no. But, but it's it, it's quite, yeah, it's quite it's quite nostalgic in that sense. But also, like, I like Cody Rhodes. I want to I back what he's doing. I think we were talking to Planner in the week. I think it's also important if you want change in WWE, you've kind of got to back their competitor in a way. Um I mean, I dare say they're going to do well, whatever happens. But as you say, like in in the UK, you know, these guys have toured the UK, like these sort of the hardcore of the of the elite and so on. They've been to the back and forth to the UK a whole bunch of times, you know, especially like the young bucks and stuff. So um, you, you can totally see how I mean, you, you go to any pub, right? And certainly where I live, if you go to any pub, you, you'll see somebody in a, you know, in a um a bullet cop shirt or, you know, some sort of like, you know, young buck shirt or something like you, you'd always see at least one like real prominent, like indie darling t-shirt, like when you go out and stuff. So uh, it, it's, 
it is a I think a built-in market for them and what the prospect that interests me the most though isn't necessarily just this one-off pay-per-view it's if they end up producing a weekly or two weekly or monthly tv show and they stick that on free-to-air tv if they stick that on itv4 and then put their pay-per-views on box office i think they'll gather an audience very quickly because if you remember what happened with tna tna was on challenge over here which was also like a free view channel and TNA actually had a pretty loyal UK fan base disproportionate in size to like if you compared like the American viewership of TNA the British viewership percentage wise would have been like really quite high in comparison um, and it was only when TNA just went like really weird that that kind of like went off and I think I don't think it's on challenge anymore but like around the, its peak was Samoa Joe and Bobby Roode and um, and AJ Styles and, and everybody, um, Kurt Angle, you know Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, all the rest of it. Um, it was doing good numbers in the UK, and you can only assume if AEW uh, produce uh, even a half decent weekly TV show and it's on free TV, they'll start gathering an audience beyond their hardcore. I have to think they would. Yeah, I, I I totally agree, and you know that is that is where I will I will come in. If I've got a free weekly show, I'll check them out. Absolutely, I'll check them out. You know, I'll check them out, give it a watch, see how good it is, watch a few episodes, get into it, and you know, if they hook me in, that's when I will you know happily throw fifteen quid at a, a pay per view if 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 it's something that, that's hyping me. And like I say, you know, honestly, I probably would if there was anything that really interested me on the card. They're just from an outside perspective who, who, who don't, don't really follow these guys, you know, know of them, seen the odd match for some of them. Obviously some are, you know, your Jericho's and your Dustin Rhodes and your Cody Rhodes are obviously people I've watched a lot of in, in WWE, but you know, I'm not, I'm not jonesing to watch any of those guys again. So, you know, there's nothing there that jumps out at me and says, spend 15 quid on this at this point, you know, but that could very, very well change if they do get that weekly spot and, or, you know, whatever it is, I'm not sure what their actual plan is. If they're, you know, if they're going to run it kind of like NXT style and just do a, a bunch of tapings and air weekly, um, you know, there's been more talk of their, uh, their deal with Turner, I think, that's just come out um, in the last couple of hours. And uh, I do wonder if that maybe will have an effect on any UK deal. I don't know if there's any you know partnerships that they might delve into there or whether you know something's already in place with itv or it's you know whether itv have said you know okay if this sells this many then you know we'll give you this well i guess time time will tell on that but you know i I think they'll be chomping at the bit for it and like you say you know if you give the casual fans and the you know the wwe fans who you know aren't following other promotions so much that that platform uh, of weekly free tv you know it's gonna it's gonna suck a lot of people in you know to be honest even if it's rubbish it's still gonna suck people in because it's there on weekly tv and you know if that's all you've got you'll you'll watch it yeah for sure uh you know what again 
what kind of comes back to me is is just this idea that ITV of today created a Twitter account called ITV Wrestling. Um, so that says to me that, that there seems to be a longer term relationship than just this show. Now, even if, right, they don't do a weekly show for the first year or two that they exist and they're just doing these monthly pay-per-views with a free pre-show every time, you know, even so, that's still that's still going to build um, buzz for them. Um, but also, like, in terms of ITV's end, they are clearly they've wanted some pro wrestling for a while because they tried to resurrect world of sport, which was a, a horrible disaster, at least as far as I was concerned. Um, but they tried, right? So they wanted, they wanted to put some pro wrestling on TV. Um, and because of the world of sport thing back in the day, they've got, you know, that kind of background, I guess, yeah, as much background there is in, in, in putting that on. So, so yeah, I don't think the Turner thing would make any difference to the British deal, honestly, because I mean, I don't think um, I can't think of any channels over here that are owned by Warner Brothers off the top of my head. Um, but it's certainly, I mean, massive. I mean, just as an aside, what a massive irony if, if, if Ted Turner like buys a wrestling show when, you know, he already had one, <laughs> he wouldn't like, he wouldn't bankroll anymore in like year, year 2000. But um, I guess that's a different, a different story. But I, I think, you know, AEW have, have, have been very smart business wise all the way along. You know, they built the hype gradually. They've done this. Yeah. Is, is it a YouTube show they've been doing? Like, um, Oh, the, the, the being the elite is that, well, that's an elite thing that's been going on forever, hasn't it? And they've just kind of gone on from there, I believe. Yeah, this they? road from double or nothing or whatever they called it. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, like even the pay-per-view names, right? If you look at how crap WWE's pay-per-view names are at the moment, you know, we talked about stomping ground last week and, you know, and all these gimmick pay-per-views and straight away, right? You know, um, what was the first one called? I can't, I've suddenly, it suddenly escapes me. Um, all in, yeah, it was all in, wasn't all it? In. And then yeah. uh, they've got um, double or nothing, and I just think like it's the second pay per view, so it's double, and it's in Las Vegas, so they got a casino theme, and straight away it's like, right, this it, is it, this it, is it, good stuff, like, you know. It's like you know, um, seeing as plans not here today, you know, it's like what WWE did with the um, in your house series at the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know the names fit the pay per views. You know, the names fit what was going on, not, right, let's have a pay-per-view named after this gimmick and fit everything around that. Well, quite. And and, and that's the problem, isn't it? It's like, at the moment, it, I mean, I and obviously, like we've said before, right, we are WWE lawyers. We know very little about the indie scene. I think we've both confessed that. Um, you know, we usually jump in on people when they when they show up on NXT. Um but obviously you're not like blind and deaf, right? So you're aware of these people. And what certainly seems to be the case to me is that they are allowing a measure of creative freedom to their performers. Um, and they are going about their business in a way which consciously seems to be the anti-WWE. And that's quite clever because people that are fed up with what WWE is doing and how they've been coasting over the, the past couple of years are going to see that there's a sort of an older school approach or, you know, a, a different way of doing things. The fact that 
you know, it is wrestlers that have either, in Cody Rhodes' case, left WWE because they were creatively stifled or in Kenny Omega's case, turned down a massive check, if anything can be believed. Pac, who obviously was never in WWE, who left because, you know, they told him they had nothing for him. And he was like, well, I'm not just going to, like, stick around the 205 Live doing nothing. Um, so I think, you know, it's maybe premature to be like, oh, God, they should be worried because... Obviously, you know, even if it's just people paying nine ninety nine to collect the uh, collect the back catalogue, they're going to be absolutely fine, aren't they? But you know, give it a few years, it may, you know, you may get some genuine competition again. I think that's why people are so excited, and the fact that that's spread from America to here suddenly, suddenly it's tangible for us. Like it's not going to be trying to pirate it on some torrent site. The next day, which, you know, is probably what people have been faced by doing if, if they hadn't have cut a deal with somebody. It's going to be, yeah, you can watch it live. You can watch along, you know, you can get involved in that Twitter conversation. I mean, for me, it will be like, obviously, I know the, the big names, loads of the people I don't know. All right. I'm interested. You know, show me what you got, you know. And then if if it, it if it works for me, I'll keep watching it. It's just it's I think they've just been incredibly clever about how they've gone about it overall. Yeah, they they've done very very good business, haven't they? You know, they're obviously already making money. They've got a buzz. You know, they've got some popular guys. You know, they've got a core of people that you know have, have built that popularity together and are there. And you know, they've obviously got friends all over the place. You know, not just in the indie scene but in the WWE. You know, and that's that's a big thing. And I think that's where WWE start to, you know, hit the panic button. Whereas, you know, suddenly it's a case of these guys who they, you know, do have nothing for at the moment, which is not surprising when you consider the sheer depth of that WWE roster right now, you know, but if they are, if all these rumors are to be believed, you know, you know, they are getting in a panic mode a little bit already over, you know, people and trying to hold them in, you know, it's, I see the word petty getting thrown around a lot and in a way it is, but you know, there Vince isn't, he he can be petty, but he's also protected his business. You know, he's, he's gone to war for his company on, on numerous times and, you know, competition uh, almost put him out of business, you know, in, in, recent memory for certainly for people <laughs> for, for us maybe yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you know so you know i mean it, it does beg the question you know if you think that this guy let's take luke harper as an example if you do think that he'll be a a threat wrestling elsewhere then you know why why aren't you using him but at the same time you know it's what they've always done you know that they they did it before AW were a thing and you know even though they've got that monopoly it's their way of maintaining the monopoly and they've in general I guess got these um, got these ways that they do things and they stick to it and you know they're big corporations so you know where 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 does it fall you know could AW use these types of guys you know I'd much i'd be a lot more interested you know if we were getting you know luke harper and dean ambrose um 
against Cody Rhodes and um, Kenny Omega rather than, you know, rather than a couple of throwbacks to the Attitude Era, which is one of the big one of the big issues with with a lot of WWE fans at the moment. But you know, there is a big you know, Chris Jericho's got a big following and he's always had a little bit more, you know, goodwill with the fans, um, than other part timers that, that come back and and show up. And, you know, a lot of people have wanted to see this Dustin versus Cody match on a on a big stage for a very long time and WWE never gave it to us. Well, so, exactly. You know, uh, so there'll be people out there that, that want to see that as well. So, you know, it's, it's smart. They've obviously, they're going to have people coming in at certain points. Do we, do we see Dean? Do you reckon? I don't think so. I, I get the impression. I don't know what it is. I just, I didn't think that that, that, you know, the, the video vignette thing that he posted, the reports that are out there is that he wants to basically just tour as many indies as possible and i don't i just get the impression that going to AEW or new japan would be for him just like going back to wwe in the sense that he would once again be working for a company um with a sort of you know with a certain set of boundaries even if the creative was looser he'd still have those boundaries and i wonder if he just wants to go wherever the hell he wants for a bit um, write his own creative, you know, have control of his character, and maybe then down the line he'll have the itch to go to to New Japan or AEW. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he will at the moment, but that's just instinct, really. Um, but what you were saying earlier on about um, about Luke Harper and about WWE's attitude, you know, like I think the thing that confuses me is that you read these reports, right, about Vince thinking that Luke Harper's useless because he couldn't do a Southern accent four <laughs> years ago and stuff like that. Right. Um, and you just think, you know, we became so used in the two thousands to these um, annual releases around May time. Didn't we? Here come, yeah. here come the spring cleaning cuts, right? None of these guys are going to make it. We're going to cut them all. And they were usually all these Laurenitis guys that just didn't amount to anything. And they'd all get cut. Um, but since, the sort of NXT thing happened, you know, the last big round of cuts, ironically, was like McIntyre, Jinder, and so on. And then they hired those two back anyway, yeah. <laughs> a couple of years down the line. So it's like, you know, they've been gathering all these people over and over and over again. You know, they gave Ty Dillinger his release, but they won't give it to Luke Harper because he was injured. And that's where the petty thing comes in. They they invoke the injury clause. They give Dean and Ambrose they, this. And, and it, it was it, it was the whole about how how they went about it as well. Apparently, that, yeah. that's all. It, like, if if they publicly announce that they're doing it, then it, it's that uh, like they don't like it. Which you know that seems more petty than the injury thing. I mean, the injury thing's obviously written in there for. For some reason or another, I mean, you could get into the whole argument of hold on, if they're independent contractors, then you know, should you be able? To? But you know, that's a whole big conversation for another day and people with uh, a bit more legal knowledge than me. But um, yeah, it's there's certainly a, an element of pettiness about it. You know, if if you don't think he's any good, you know, if if you don't think if, if you think he needs to do a southern accent and he can't do a southern accent, 
then what are you worried about? Let him go and earn some money. It's it's bizarre, but obviously we've we've become used to these bizarre Vince McMahon stories. There's a thread of them which somebody I, posted I read on Twitter, that whole which thing was the other day. It was fantastic. It's just absolutely bizarre stuff, you know, all the way through. I mean, even if you, I mean, also right, if you read like uh, you read Bret Hart's book, you read Ric Flair's book, like some of the stuff is just like it, it, it's just mad, like. Um, you know, there's this, there's a bit in Bret Hart's book where he talks about how uh, they were pissed in a hotel room. I forget whose hotel room it was. They trashed this hotel room and Vince was drinking with all the wrestlers um, and he was more drunk than everybody else. And him and the anvil did their finisher on Vince, like legit. It's <laughs> <laughs> like drunken party. And we're worried they get fired and Vince didn't even remember it. <laughs> so he actually did a heart attack on Vince and it's like hotel room. Um so yeah, it's it's that's pretty odd. But I mean, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Right? You look at he, he so it's it's like they supposedly offered the revival like a you know like a massive amount of money to just you know basically just to kind of sweeten the deal for them. But then they've not signed their deal, so they get this like shaving backs thing that they put on TV. Um, and apparently Wilder is on the hook for a similar deal to. Uh... Harper as well, by all accounts. And and you know, like you you kind of you kind of look at the kind of people they're desperately trying to hold on to. Like, where does it end, right? You pay Dana Brooke a load of money not to go to AEW. You know, it's it, it's paranoid. It's paranoid to the point of, of stupidity because you know you can't own every pro wrestler on the planet. And I remember when NXT UK kicked off, right? Some people over here were concerned that it would you know, stomp out the local indie scene. And of course it hasn't. It's just given those wrestlers something to aim for. But you can see where the paranoia comes from because they do end up holding wrestlers and not doing much with them. It's a bit like, you know, you look at Bobby Roode, who was the top guy in TNA, or AJ Styles, who was the top guy in in TNA. And, you know, um, obviously AJ Styles has, has been the one that they've really backed and got behind. But you look at Bobby Roode, look at Nakamura, you know, have they done everything they could have some of those guys? Or would those guys actually been better off staying where they were? Um, yeah. it, it's, and, and, you know, like, you think about something like Kashida, who they've just signed, like, you know, where does it end? And we've, me and Plan have talked a lot on this show about NXT and is it developmental anymore? Probably not. So they need a different model. They just need to literally have brand splits, which are almost separate universes that have nothing to do with each other. Because obviously, you know, this whole brand split thing, wild card thing, relationship between, the NXT, between NXT and the main roster, because you've got Gargano and Champa randomly showing up and Black and Ricochet getting prom- soft promoted. Um, all that type of stuff. You know, Lars Sullivan is on every TV show going, but but now has posted racist stuff in a bodybuilder's forum. So who knows what happens to him now? Um, Actually, <laughs> it's just, just that by Randall. It's just such a it's just such a, a bizarre state of affairs. And and actually, yeah, you you can see how, um, like you said with Jericho, um, his T-shirt when he turned up at All In was Judas because he'd always promised Vince he'd never work for another American promotion. But, and then, like you say, Jericho's got more credit with fans than than almost any other part-timer because he's always reinvented himself. Apart from, like, that crap bit around two, 2012 when he was just, you know, running around in his sparkly pants just being Chris Jericho, he's always tried to do something different when he's come back. And I think that's why he's such a good get for AEW because Jericho is also one of the most creative minds 
ever in the business. You know, he came up with the money in the bank, loves and that supposedly he's done all this stuff. So, uh, you know, as, as someone whose brains you can pick for Cody and those boys, there's no one better. Um, you know, Billy Gunn is a shrewd hire because again, he's been around the world. He's been there. He's done it. He's a brilliant guy to be your William Regal of your promotion or whatever. Right. And, They've got, um, who is it? They've got the old uh, ECW guy as well, have they not, as a coach? Jack, Jerry Lynn. Jerry, Jerry Lynn, they've just brought in as well. Yeah. So, um, again, yeah, someone that's got a lot of uh, a lot of respect in the business. And, you know, obviously there are these guys out there. And, you know, WWE uh, get rid of people, you know, like like for, for no reason whatsoever a lot of the time. And, you know, I think. Malenko they've just released and Arn Anderson they just released haven't they and they've been part of that agent team for a long time but you know at what point do you uh, it, it, it's that whole idea you know the, these are young guys you know who, who have come up Cody through the WWE and has seen it and you know pretty much grown up in that company and, and seen it inside out and you know you've got the Bucks that have you know travelled the world you know, pretty much been everywhere. Then you've got Omega, who's <clears throat> come up, you know, big time in Japan. So you've got guys that have seen everything. They, they can attack it from every angle. You know, they've got some money behind them. Um, is that what they want? You know, they'll have their ideas, you know. go Going after, you know, old WWE agents, probably not necessarily a good thing. You know, uh, you do worry that maybe uh, you, you might end up particularly with Cody in there, that he might fairly owes this one or owes that one, you know, but having said that, it, you know, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. But like I say, what you want more, more of is them to be going the NXT route, you know, rather than the uh, WWE main roster route or trying to do what TNA did and, biting them on the arse, you know, try to do what TNA did originally rather than, you know, what TNA eventually became. I mean, you know, yeah. get, get the home drones, take, take the hottest indie stars, you know, the ones that, you know, you can nab that NXT aren't nabbing. You know, that that's where I, I think initially where their, their biggest competition will be is NXT, you know. Yeah. And and that yeah. that's the one brand where, you know, WWE still get love. So, you know, uh, and like I said, why I don't think WWE need to worry in the short term, you know, I absolutely agree with you in the long term, it could be. But in the short term, they don't because, you know, WWE's 999 that they're getting for you, you know, they're getting the same 999, whether you're paying it because you've heard Goldberg's coming back in Saudi Arabia from the people who are the diehards who just want to watch NXT every week. Yeah, I mean, I think this is what what we were discussing um, with with Plan or, uh, in our group chat was actually if you are a top indie guy that has yet to sign with NXT and NXT throw that contract at you, having seen what's happened to a lot of people that have been through that system, is that what you want or? Are AEW with their guaranteed healthcare and their, you know, more creative freedom actually offering you something that's better? 
And also, as you mentioned earlier on, the fact that Tony Khan is backing them, you know, somebody whose father is worth, you know, is worth like enough money that he wanted to buy Wembley Stadium. Um, you, you kind of get you kind of get the the impression that WWE aren't just going to be able to kind of like outbid people anymore. And actually, there will be a genuine choice for top indie stars of going to AW or going to WWE. I'm not too worried about them hiring ex-WWE staff because the ones they seem to be picking up are the ones who uh, have old school ideas or didn't fit in with the way that things were done. You know, like you can well imagine, you know, like because who knows how to put a match together better than Dean Malenko or Arn Anderson. You know what I mean? It's um, it's they were kind of like everybody else in that company, limited by the. Uh, the, yeah. the, the obsessive and bizarre way that WTV is kind of produced. Absolutely, you know, and that, that's what, you know, you might see. But yeah, it, it's hard to say. I mean, what what would you want? It depends what you consider as success, you know. And it, it, obviously it comes down to money, you know. that That's a big part in it. But, you know, I, I'd say a lot of these guys, you know, even if they're signed to... <laughs> take these guys that have a good run in NXT and then go up to the main roster and it, it you know, it all, it all falls apart, you know. Uh, revival's worth right now. You know, I'll take the revival because that's one we, we've touched on, you know. They've done absolutely nothing on the main roster. It's been absolutely pointless. Um, if they get their release tomorrow or they don't sign their contracts and they're out, you know, over the next six months, you know, the money that they'll be able to pull in on that scene is, is, yeah, you know, nuts. They, they've done some good Twitter promotion, you know, they, they've got this built in thing with the young bucks, which, you know, they, they've, they've played up it, played it up really well on Twitter. And, you know, that is a huge match that a lot of people want to see. You know, if that match was booked for double or nothing, my 50 quid would already be spent. You know, I'd I'd have signed up for it already. You know, and I hate the Bucks. But that would be a fantastic match, an absolutely fantastic match. And it would be given, you know, it would be given, it would be given the time it deserves and, you know, everything it deserves, which they've just not got on the main roster which is what they did get in NXT, which they took in NXT, you know. They got what they deserved in NXT, and they they proved how good they are, that they've not been given a chance on the main roster, and that is the same for so many people. But, you know, that NXT run has helped a lot of these people and has made them bigger stars, you know. So there's that as well, you know. Having, having that NXT run just alone, even if you totally bypass the uh, the main roster or, you know, you go up, you give it a shot. If it doesn't work, you know, you're out of there. The other, so, the other thing you know, we got uh, how many people do that, you know, Neville is, is another one, you know, and that's exactly what he's doing. And again, that's someone that I'm very interested to see. I mean, the other thing that, um, you know, that we kind of forget is that, you know, tag team wrestling in WWE is something which which is is so sort of on the main roster is so poorly um, supported by the powers that be, and 
you know, if AEW wants to build like a, a, like a big tag division, then yeah, there's no better get for them than the revival, you know, or, you know, you, no. I mean, even if you take, let's say you take a Chad Gable, who's just floating around doing nothing and you stick I mean, him with a partner in, uh, you know, in AEW, then that's somebody I think, which, which, which would be great. Absolutely. You know, if they stuck with Gable and Rude, you know, nobody remembered American Alpha. If they were given the same platform that American Alpha had, they, they worked really well together. They could have been a fantastic team. Uh, so I, I, I think, you know, WWE, okay, I guess the other thing is to say is WWE are going to start to, when they offer a contract, they're going to offer much longer contracts. You know, there won't be any yeah. two-year contracts talking about. Time, yeah, they're going, to, they're going to want to lock people in. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating, you know. And as you said earlier on, a lot of the way that Vince works is informed by what was happening in 95, 96, 97, you know, all that kind of all that stuff with with the curtain call and with Hall and Nash showing up unannounced on on Nitro and all that stuff, right? It's um, I, I, you can see how he's like, oh, I thought, you know, because really what Vince did in the nineties was actually the right thing. Um, I know Plan will certainly argue this because what he did was he got rid of all the dead weight from um, you know from the rock and wrestling era, and he pushed his new. He pushed his new stars, but WCW were like, all right, we'll take them all. Um, it gave them a bit of a kind of name bump. And then when they took someone that was current, like a Hall or a Nash, then suddenly it, it made them a really big deal, um, you know, in a way that maybe they hasn't been a genuine competitor before that. So I think that's what they're wary of, isn't it? Like if you take uh, if you, I mean, obviously Ambrose, they couldn't help because he was right at the end of his contract, so they, they couldn't really do much about it. But let's say, you know, they took, you know, he was still, he still had time on his contracts. And he just walked and, and he went to, uh, you know, and he went to AEW. Yeah, that's a big problem. So you can see what, you can see what they are trying to do. Um, and it, Sure. But I mean, the, the, the very fact that AEW is now an option, you know, it, it's people will be less inclined to say, okay, no, I'm, you know, whereas before, Vince offering you a five-year deal, you take it. I think people will be more like, well, I'll sign a two-year deal and see how it goes, you know, and Vince can play hardball with them, but if they've got, you know, if they've got AEW discussing as well, you know, what's Vince going to do? You know, if if you're in a bidding war with someone, you know, I mean, it's hard to say, isn't it? It's hard to say. You know, you'd think maybe WWE wouldn't get drawn into that, but, you know, they may well have to before too long. I think they'd be foolish to do so just yet at that lower level of people coming in. But like you say, the the, the questions become is when when you get your Ambroses and, your, you know, your higher-ups in the WWE that are guys that might actually go and will go there with some real name brand recognition, you know, for, for today anyway, and go, you know, and the problem is the more you push Goldberg and bloody Brock Lesnar, the more these people are going to be disgruntled and be like, well, hold on a minute. I I should be, I should be featured more. And this company will do that for me. Yeah. I mean, and and this is the thing, isn't it? Like you imagine if AEW was around, uh, 
let's say about 2014-ish, right? And you're Dolph Ziggler and you kind of keep hitting your head against this glass ceiling over and over again. And then, you know, because you think that all the times when Ziggler's re-signed, when he really shouldn't have done, when he should have just gone and taken his chance yeah. on the Indies like Cody did. Um, yeah. If, but if that second big company that obviously TNA had started to die a death by this point, right? So, you know, Christian obviously in like 05, 06 went off and did the TNA thing and did very well out of it, Angle as well. But by the time when the Zigglers and the Morrisons were getting fed up, yeah. there wasn't that sort of option anymore, um, or at least not a serious option. So AEW presents that, doesn't it? Um, and it's going to be very interesting to see um, how many wrestlers do try and get out their contracts. I mean, there's been talk about Sasha Banks as well. Um, and, and and all this sort of, uh, yeah, and all this paranoia reflects so badly on WWE that you almost think like it makes the fans want to sympathize with AEW. Because even if, yeah. if you are the biggest WWE homer ever and you see WWE acting like a knob towards... Uh, you know, towards wrestlers that you admire, you're going to be like, oh, you know, why the hell should I, uh, should I support this capitalist monolith that that, that tries to keep its workers in slavery? <laughs> like when yeah. when I can back this company that's got a feel good, you know, story behind it. And and they're going to end up there anyway in the end, and that's where you can see them. You know, you're just you know, I, I, I guess so. You know, WWE are trying to hold them. Hold, hold, hold on to their guys for so long, and yeah, it's hard to say. But you know, like I say, with with Harper's the big example. You you know, it, it's you're not doing it. You're not going to do anything with him. It, it it don't look like it. You know, and if you know the whole reason for Harper asking release, this whole rumor's true. You know, who can blame him? And like you say, why 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 would you keep him? You know, what's your reasoning? That really is petty. It's just because we can. And, you know, whereas with the Revival, you it, it, the Revival always been that type of team that you think, you know, they'll get to a point, they will start to use them. You know, and I think when you look at the Revival, they came in with a bit of a bang. They had them go over the New Day and then they had, you know, those couple of injuries early on that I, I, I think didn't help at all but since then you know they've had the chance to do something and they haven't they fed them to dx at that special um what was it the raw one million or whatever it was <laughs> yeah might as well and, uh, you know it's uh they every time they've looked like they're about to do something you know and i think that's that's the key right now right now we're on the verge of we're in the middle of an Usos versus Revival feud and everyone's just like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, this, you know, arguably the two best tag teams on the planet and this is what you're doing with them. You know, whereas, you know, the, if they walked out and they start building to that match with the Bucks, you know, everyone will be, you know, all in. And, you know, it, it'll, it'll have people, it'll be what they want to do. And I just can't understand why sometimes WWE don't see that, you know, and why Vince doesn't see that. And even if Vince doesn't see that as himself, why he doesn't just let it happen elsewhere or, you know, 
not AEW, so to speak, let, you know, Triple H do something with it, you know, let, let, let him borrow them on, on, on NXT and do it there and you don't have to see it or do it as a, its own network special or something like that, you know, because you've got the ability to do that whenever you want these days, you know, so uh, that I think that's what really bugs me. It's that it's the chucking away of good things when you've got a platform to do whatever you want. And if Vince doesn't want it on his raw or on his pay-per-views, then, you know, do it on the network and let Triple H take care of stuff, you know, fucking create something else, you know, an extension of NXT for these guys. But it's never been more apparent, has it? That essentially WWE is not about wrestling. Like the, 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 the wrestling is completely secondary. To, you know, to whatever terrible soap opera storylines uh, are being pumped out. Which, you know, wouldn't be bad if they were actually delivering good bloody storylines, you know. And, you know, everyone always bags on Russo. But I tell you what, I will take any Attitude Era Raw, anyone, even the very worst 1999 episode of Raw, I will take a million times over what you get now. because Absolutely, you know, and that's where this whole, you know, the idea that the wrestling wasn't very good in the Attitude Era, which a lot of people have, it's because of that reason that, you know, it's like it is now. It's that the wrestling was kind of secondary then as well, you know, to the storylines. The difference is the storylines were good then, you know. They were consistent. You had crap in there, you know. <laughs> you, you had some rubbish in there. You had some filler in there. But there was a consistency uh, of stuff, and it just kept coming and coming and coming, you know. And people were hot for it. You know, that's the thing. Uh, you know, what they've created really is a climate of apathy where it's like this TV show doesn't matter because you always watch it and you're going to watch it anyway. And then viewers go under a certain point. Um, if I put my Tito hat on a moment, like so viewers go under a certain point and then they kind of, you know, panic and they'll go, oh, well, like, welcome to the new era. We're going to do what you want, but only for two weeks. We just go back to what we do anyway. And they think people are stupid. I swear they do, because it's like... I don't even think they do. I think they've just got, not got a clue what they're doing. And that week, that seemed like a good idea, you know, whereas the next week, something else seemed like a good idea. And they're constantly scrambling to do this when, you know, and they're just digging themselves deeper and deeper and deeper in it, you know, write something consistent and follow through on it and you'll be good. But no, they, they do this and they're like, right, well, well, you know, it, it's, it's that whole thing, you know, WWE, the very nature of the business, they have to do things on the fly sometimes and change things on the fly. And they've got to feel, feel out the audience and, and have a finger on the pulse of, of what, what the fans want. And, you know, it's, they got there with Becky, you know, but by the time they dragged it out to mania, it had like gone on too long. And now we're just stuck in this endless, loop of Becky and Charlotte that's actually gone on longer than bloody Sasha and Charlotte at this point. And, you know, they, they totally nailed it with, with, with Kofi. And that's the first time in a long time they've actually on the fly changed things to follow through on what the fans wanted. But, you know, would they have done that if it was on Raw and Brock Lesnar was involved? Or, you know, one of Vince's big guys, main guys was involved? Not sure. Well, also, what have they oh, done with Kofi afterwards? You know, what have they done with Kofi since he won that battle? 
it, it's going to be right. This is this is Benoit and Guerrero all over again. You know, like he's won the belt at WrestleMania. Uh, Kevin Owens is going to take it off him at the pay per view. I could almost like guarantee it. Or or if he doesn't, Kofi will look like a chump in some way because they with those Cinderella champions, they just they can't they can't sustain it beyond you know beyond no, the point I, they win the belt. Know, I, I do understand that as well, you know, those, those Cinderella champions, it, it's all about the story to get there, and, you know, that's the story. Now it's, you know, like, like I said in, in my column last week, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade, you know, Christian's time in the W in, in, in the World Heavyweight Championship scene in, in 2011. Uh, you know, I wouldn't change that for any dominant run or any anything else, and, you know... You could be pretty sure it would have happened to Brian had he not got injured in 2014 as well. You know that the the journey was there, but yeah, it's they've not got a clue right now really what 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 they're doing. And he's, you know, he's he he he's achieved what he set out to achieve. So he's no longer got that edge, you know of what made people jump on it, you know, and now he's just like WWE champion, but he's still like New Day Kofi and it's all fun and games, but yeah, who, who knows, you know, what, I don't really know how you write out, write yourself out of that. That's where you have just Triple H come back in and win it back again a million times. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's just an example though of, of you know, uh, yeah. of how, you know, one thing I think has really benefited AEW is the fact they don't have a TV show at the moment. Right, they've got this YouTube channel, um, but they're keeping people hyped for it without this constant, constant three hours of TV, three hours of TV, three hours of TV, and none of it matters. And, you know, they've got one focus, which is building to a pay per view, which they've announced quite a long time ago, and. You know, and they are just so focused on getting there, building some stories, you know, like stuff like, you know, Cody shows up at some random indie show and Jericho shows up as well and tries to beat him up, but then gets beaten up. And like, you know, it's creative stuff. And I remember when Punk um, went off with the WWE Championship, people were all like excited that he'd go around all these indie feds and defend the WWE Championship and stuff. They should have totally done that. They should have totally done that. Yeah, um, like the bed there absolutely but yeah it's just, it's, it's just an example isn't it of how uh, a, a company starting fresh hasn't got all of these albatrosses around their necks like like wwe do you know they've got so into the this is the wwe way of doing things and, and all this sort of stuff and even like i think plan pointed out on twitter the other day like this insistence that it's a championship or a title it's not a belt and then suddenly because they start selling them. They start selling custom versions of the website. Suddenly, it's okay to call it a belt again. <laughs> just, it's just, uh, it's just crazy when you think about it. But, um, but yeah. So, um, any more thoughts about the uh, the AEW thing, man? Before we get, before we get out of here. No, I'm just looking forward to it. Like I say, I really, I really hope they do get, you know, re- they get their regular TV on ITV, and you know, that's something that can go forward because I will definitely be tuning in for that. Should that happen? Absolutely. And good luck to them. Let, let them go out there. Let them get some big names and get some buzz. And hopefully they have a good a good event. And, you know, hopefully they throw in a couple of really good surprises that, you know, ups the interest level as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I yeah, wish them all luck in the world. I think they're going to be, I think they're going to have quite a lot of take. I'd be very interesting to see what the final pay per view buys are for that show and to see if they go up over time as well. Um, so yeah, I will certainly be tuning in. Uh, in fact, I believe I'm on holiday, so so actually it's on a weekend, but also yeah, but also I don't have the Monday at work, so even better really. I can sort of you know have a late night on Saturday and then uh, see my day Sunday, but then still have leisure time on Monday too. So that's that's going to be good. Um, you can you can finish your your, your weekend champs because oh my the, God, uh, yeah. <laughs> the servers have been down. Absolutely, get on the uh, yeah all, all day champs. Um, yeah, so uh, I, yeah, I think it's going to be a really interesting time for wrestling. And the best case scenario is, of course, that we start to adapt based on the fact that people are are sort of tuning into this competitor, and it forces them to see what their flaws are. So you know, we can the dream really. So um, all right, a bit of a, a UK centric pond episode today, but obviously I know lots of you in the states are looking forward to AEW and what they have to offer. Um, so this is just our perspective as two lifelong wwe guys that don't watch much outside of wwe uh if they can catch our interest they can catch anybody's interest so i mean you know do listen to uh to imp's show uh on a thursday because of course he's way more he's a british wrestling fan that's way more plugged into all this stuff than we are and you know him being a generation back from us age-wise means that he's actually grown up with WWE being a bit crap so he's had to, to you know, discover the indie scene whereas we never really had to um, so yeah, that's that's our take on AEW to ITV. Um, if you have any comments about about that, do feel free to drop us a tweet or whatever, and we'll uh, we'll have a, a discussion there. Um, maybe I'll follow up with a comment at some point. Who knows? Um, well, from the White Slip on, that's going to be it for this week. Um, do listen to everyone else's show. So Doc's on a Sunday, uh, Zaman on a Monday. Of course, they regularly talk about AEW and stuff on on, on their show. Uh, Tuesday will be One Nation Radio. I'm sure Rich will be touching on that too. And the Global Impact, of course, they're always going to talk about that kind of stuff. Uh, so it's going to be, well, I guess there's going to be lots of buzz about AEW on all of our shows at the moment. Um, Wednesday plan, actually, let's, let's uh, maybe, there will be so much on plan the show, maybe. <laughs> Thursday will be yeah. in, And Friday, you'll be back with us uh, in the right side of the pond. So uh, we'll preview Money in the Bank next week um, and see who we think is going to win. Um, just as a, a amusing aside, uh, kids at my school um, ran up to me today and said, Randy Orton is winning the men's money in the bank ladder match. And I was like, <laughs> Oh God, no. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no. Did you RKO him out of nowhere? That, that's what he was asking. I, for. I was like, you know, uh, it's actually a girl, and I was, her favourite wrestler. Her, uh, her favourite wrestler in the world is Randy Orton. I was, you know, it's just it's bizarre to me that a fourteen-year-old girl can have Randy Orton as their favourite wrestler. But but nevertheless, that seems to be the case. And I said, look, it's not it's not twenty it's not twenty thirteen. I can't have Randy Orton winning a ladder match. My God. Um, anyway, that's just an amusing aside before we leave. So from the right side of the pond. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.